ahead and get started. I'd like to welcome everyone here tonight. Uh, appreciate you coming out and bringing in this torrential example. I was sitting in my office, and all of a sudden it sounded like somebody was scraping on the window, looking around, and it was the rain. It was just, I mean, you could barely see. So I appreciate everybody coming out and uh, being here tonight. As you know, Pastor Josiah and Pastor Serena are out um, tonight. They should be back, I believe, tomorrow afternoon. Um, so we wish them well. Uh, and I am going to take a second and open in prayer, if you don't mind. Father God, I just praise you and thank you, Lord, for tonight. I thank you for the rain that you've given us that will nourish the earth. Lord God, and I thank you that um, people that are here got here safely, Lord. And I pray for our traveling mercies as they go home. And Father God, Holy Spirit, I just give you free reign here tonight. That as I present what you have laid on my heart, Father, that you would take control and you would express in your words what you would have us to learn today. As we spoke on Sunday, Father, this is the seed that you have given us that you were sowing, Lord. And I pray, Father, that it would find good soil and that it would grow and that it would produce some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold tonight, Father. And, Lord, as all of it is going to be for your glory and your honor. And I praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Tonight, um, we're going to take a little step back from what Pastor Asai has been preaching. And I'm going to teach y'all a little bit of Latin tonight. Not a whole lot. Nobody's going to be expected to spell or take tests. But tonight, the topic is Deo Valente. Does anybody have Latin? Scholar know what this means? Day of the Lord. The what? Day of the Lord. No. God's sorrow. God's sorrow. The Lord wills. The Lord will live. Wills. The Lord wills. And as I was studying this, I was thinking, how many in here have things that don't go their way? How many of us in here lay plans? We make our plans and we, we've got this idea, this is how it's gonna work and we're gonna do number one and that's gonna lead to number two and then we get to number three and something's blown out of the water. Blessed are the flexible. Blessed are the flexible, that's correct. Uh, had an example of, I tend to envision things in my brain and they look perfect. They work perfect. I go through all the ins and outs, and it seems to be great. A while back, I'd say probably about six or seven years ago, water fountains were very popular, these little tabletop water fountains that people were building, and they were using old dishes, and they were using you know, water in cans and making it seem like there was water in it. So I had this idea in my head that I was going to take and use some old dishes at the flea market, and I was going to put this thing together. I went out and bought the supplies, went out and bought a ceramic bit for my drill so that I could drill through the dishes and everything and run the hose up through the dishes and all. But what they don't tell you is, number one, that drill bit gets hot. Gets really hot when you're <laughs> drilling through these things. So I dealt with that. Next thing they don't tell you is, these dishes can crack. I mean, like, and when they crack, they just like buzz and fall to pieces. 
So I'm like on my third dish, okay? And I'm probably, somebody said, well, take some tape and put on it and do all, I try all these other things. I get it, I get it together. I put my water in there, I turn it on, and it just goes, Ugh. The water made no trickling sound. I mean, you could see the water and it just ran over the edge and it stuck to the side and went down where I'm thinking it's gonna fall like a waterfall. No, it was a mess. I ended up trashing the whole thing. But you know what? I had it worked out to the nth degree in my head. It looked beautiful. I knew exactly how it was going to sound and look. It just didn't happen that way. And a lot of times with our plans, this is what happens. We have them, and they look beautiful in our heads, and they seem good on paper, and everything looks great. And it just doesn't quite work out the way we envision well, I'm here to tell you, we've been through two sessions of 2020 and 2021 that things just aren't working out like we thought they would. Uh, big things. Remember the 2020 Olympics and what happened with all of that because of the COVID? And, this, and you know, sometimes I forget that the COVID pandemic is worldwide. I feel like it's just in America or it's just here in South Carolina because this is what we hear about. But this is going over in England, it's in Canada, you know, it's in Africa, it's in all these places, it's a worldwide pandemic. So it is affecting huge stuff as well as smaller stuff, i.e. church services, Bible studies, family gatherings, birthdays, anniversaries, it just didn't work out like we thought we were going to be able to work it out for these last two years. And you know what it goes to remind me? We're not in control. We have some semblance of control. We think we're in control, but in reality, we are not in control of everything that goes on. Proverbs 16, 9 says, The heart of man plans his way. Lord establishes his steps. And I think this is a good reminder for us because we know we're not in control, but we know who is. And we can make all the plans we want. In fact, I'm telling you right now, you cannot stop making plans. Okay? You're still going to have to make plans. You're still going to have to try. You're still going to have to try to put things in a certain order. But don't hold on to those plans so tightly that when something does happen, we get all bent out of shape. My personality type, I like everything running smooth. I like it going one, two, three, four, five. And when a cog gets thrown in that wrench, my first reaction is, ah! Because it upsets me, because now, where, where do I go? I didn't make plans for this part of it. Then I usually have to take several deep breaths and then I said, okay, it's, it's okay. We're going to work it out this way. It ain't perfect. It ain't what I had envisioned in the original. But it's okay. Now, I can hold on it so tightly that I just shut down and quit. And I know people like that. That when their plans fall through, they shut down. They cannot move forward. They cannot see past where that glitch happened. And you really have to drag them through the issue. It shouldn't be that way. 
They are not. That's right. That's right. If you're not flexible when you bend, what happens? You break. And, you know, Pastor Tim said it all the time, blessed are the flexible. And you know what? That's kind of a, one of the things that we need to live our lives in. We need to live our lives in being flexible because God is in control. One of the things that I really appreciate that I learned about God is, you know what? He sees everything from the, the very beginning, and I'm talking creation beginning that we know about, to the absolute very end, whatever end may be. God sees the whole thing. He sees it. He's got it ordered by steps. He knows how to arrange things and put things in order. James 4.13 says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? Well, this is, it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. That's our life, people. You know, we think people live, Brother Mel, how many years? 98, 99 years he lived on this earth. And we think, man, that's a long time. You know, he grew to a ripe old age. Somebody, the oldest World War II veteran or whatever was 112 years old just recently. And we think, man, that's a long time. It's not. It's a mere vapor in the whole time span that God knows and sees. And you think, well, that makes me feel insignificant. I'm just a vapor and poof, I'm gone. But what's awesome about that is God is even concerned about your life while you're here. In the midst of that vapor, God's walking with you. Getting back to James 4.13, talking about your life, it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. And I'm thinking, how, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm going to make plans, and I'm going to do this. How is that evil? Y'all have an answer for that? How is that evil? If I'm making plans for my life, and I'm making plans for this, and I'm making plans for my job, or my project, or my this, or my that. How's that evil? Did you hear what I said? My plans, my project, my life. You know what? None of it belongs to me. We've got a lot going on in our job right now, and there's a project that's happening that's making a lot of people very uncomfortable, very frustrated, very negative and I keep thinking Lord I just I just need another job I just need another job well I have to think back 23 years ago when I prayed God I need a good job one that I can be used and this job fell in my lap and I have to remember who provided this job for me it's not my job it's not my income it's not my project I just have to seek the Lord and walk in his ways. And when I don't, when it's I, 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 me, 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 
it becomes evil because it's outside of the will of God. God is trying to direct us in a direction and we're going, no, uh, I know better. I'm, I'm doing my thing. I know I spoke on a parable Sunday. Y'all be in a parable today out of Luke 12, starting in verse 13. And this is the parable of the rich fool. Then he told them a parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced an abundance. Well, praise God. Good soil. It got produced abundance here. It got, got going here. So he thought to himself, what shall I do since I have nowhere to store my crops? Then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and I will build bigger ones. And there I will store up all my grain and all my goods. Then I will say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be required of you. Then who will own what you have accumulated? This is how it will be for anyone who stores up treasures for himself, but is not rich toward God. How many in here are we storing up treasures here on earth? Are we getting more? Are we making abundance and you know, profits and we're building bigger barns and storing our stuff so that we can be comfortable and not storing up our treasures in heaven. When we die, all that we've accumulated here on earth, all our riches, our bling, our gold, all our, <laughs> everything that we've accumulated here, it's going to stay here. Yeah, Miss Betty, I'm sorry. The bling that you're going to have in heaven ain't going to compare to whatever, what you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And no missing stones. <laughs> so, we've got to think about what we're doing. We've got to think about how we're planning our life. We've got to think about those things that we've put our effort in and ask ourselves, did I see God's direction? Have I allowed God to guide me and direct me in making these plans? Or have I made them for myself? Because when I allow God, who can see the beginning from the end? He can see the whole kit caboodle. He knows where we're heading. If I allow him to guide and direct me, then my plans can't fail. And I don't have to worry about all those bumps in the road that usually my plans cause. Because you know what? I'm just one person, and I'm making my plans. I've got somebody over here sitting next to me and their plans, and I can't tell you ever have I known that every plans have come together perfectly. Because what happens is now this person wants his way, I want my way. We got strife. How many plans do we make without regard to the will of the Lord. And I'm not talking about just big plans. You know what? I am talking about even the small stuff. God is in the God of detail. He is still concerned about you. He still loves you enough to get into your even small business, small details. You know, 
we want to say, well, why am I going to bother God about what color I'm going to paint my house? Maybe not what color you're going to paint your house, but maybe you need to ask God, do I need to paint my house? Have you thought about that? Or why do I need to bother God where I'm going to eat? Well, have you bothered to ask God, have I got the finances and the ability to go eat? These are the little details that we, that God is still involved with us. And he wants to, he wants to provide the best for us. We always plan if we, as if we know exactly what is going to happen. Remember the Lord reminded us in James, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. If he wills, we'll do that. This rich man, big harvest. I mean, he normal would have planned to make in the harvest. He was going to tear down the barns, build bigger barns. Why not? But what if it's not in the Lord's will? You know, and that brings me to a little side note here. How many times has the Lord told us to do something a certain way, and we've told the Lord, oh, no, I'm doing it my way? How many times have we asked the Lord to show or guide us? He shows us, and we say, man, that's not what I thought about. That's not how I planned it. I'm doing it my way. That is evil, just like we just read. When we don't do what the Lord says to do, whether we've sought his counsel or not sought his counsel, when he is telling us to take a direction or to do something and we don't do it, it's a sin, right? When we, even when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we're asking exactly for his guidance and direction. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then guess what we say next? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't pray my will be done. I pray your will be done. God is still on the throne. I'm going to bring all this around to COVID. How many times have we had to make other plans because of COVID? How many birthday parties or anniversaries or, you know, gatherings have we either went to that we shouldn't have went to because the Lord told us not to? Or how many did we not go to that we should have went to because the Lord said it was okay? How many people are sitting out there now not going to church, not watching a service online because, oh no, that's, the COVID's out here. I'm going to get the COVID. Or, well, I don't think they should be doing that. That is just not right. I'm just talking about us having meetings here in the church on Sunday. We got questioned. Did we think this was right? Pastor Sign, I sought the Lord on this. We did not just randomly say, okay, now we're going to start meeting again. We sought the Lord's guidance in this. And we did what he asked us to do. You know what would have been easier? 
let's just cancel all services. We just, Pastor Josiah can do it from his phone at home, sitting on his couch. It'd be easy, it'd be quick. We could sit at home in our bedroom slippers and our pajamas and we could watch it and we can say, yeah, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, and go on with our lives. How easy is it for us to be in comfort versus taking the time, praying up, gathering with your brethren here. Again, you see what we did. We've marked off. We've asked families to sit together. We're being wise and we're using wisdom in this thing. So we're not just throwing people together. But how easy is it to take the easy road? Churches today, a lot of churches are taking the easy road because that's just easy. It's the safe thing and it's the easy thing to do. When Jesus went and prayed and he healed the lepers, you do understand that leprosy back then was worse than COVID today. If you were a leper or had leprosy, you weren't just sitting in another row in church. You weren't just... A lot of times you were exiled to the streets, sometimes to other places, other islands. They had colonies that they would put these lepers in so that they would not catch anything. We're almost that right now with COVID. You do know that, right? It's become a vaccinated versus non-vaccinated, you know, attending, working from home or working from work. You know, it's now become, we're, we're divided here. But what does the Lord say? Does the Lord say, ignore, you just stay at home in your slippers and watch, I'll, I'll give you the word on TV? How about you don't even need to turn on TV, I'll just, you just read your Bible. And that's great. Always read your Bible. But when you ignore the gathering of the brethren together, how easy it is for you to get off track. How easy is it for you to come up with this man-made idea what the Lord said? We've got to be accountable. And I'm sorry, I just got on my little soapbox here about COVID. But again, seek the Lord. If the Lord tells you don't come to this service, don't come to this service. Don't ever do anything the Lord tells you not to do. But I'm telling you, if the Lord tells you on Saturday, you better be in church on Sunday, and you wake up Sunday morning going, I'm just so tired. The Lord really wouldn't want me to go in there. Besides, COVID's out there. You know, they're streaming it on TV. I can watch this on TV. I'm good to go. Honey, what time does Applebee's open? God is still on the throne. Psalms 3311, the NIV version says, The plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart throughout all generations. Don't stop making plans. Rather, as Psalms 37.5 says, Commit your ways to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. First Peter says, Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. How many people have been had anxiety because of the COVID? I have. I've had concerns and I've had to pray and seek through it. But you know what? I'm going to trust in the Lord. 
I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to read Psalms, excuse me, Matthew 6, 25 through 34 out of the Passion Version. This is a very familiar verse. Verses. We've all probably heard it. We've all probably used it, and it's all probably used against us at one time. Let him who has ears hear. Verse 25. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. For all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? And I had to laugh when I chuckled at that because I, sometimes I don't feel like that. Cause I feel like I'm a foodie. <laughs> yeah, I, I live from lunch to breakfast to something, you know, back and forth. Isn't your body more than clothing? Consider the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food, yet your Heavenly Father provides them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? So which one of you, by worrying, could add anything to your life? How does worrying help you? What is worrying going to do? I heard someone say one time, to worry means to say, I don't trust you, God. You're a big God, but you ain't this big. So I'm going to worry about it. And I hope my wife's not listening on TV because I use this on her all the time. Verse 28, and why would you worry about your clothing? Look at the beautiful flowers of the field. They don't work or toil, and yet not even Solomon in all his splendor was robed in beauty like the one, one of these. So if God has clothed the meadow with hay, which is here for such a short time, then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need, you of little faith? So then, forsake your worries, why would you say, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For what is, for that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly Father already know the things your bodies require? So above all, consistently seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. So don't worry about this pandemic. Be wise, be prudent, and be discerning, but don't worry. This did not take God by surprise. He didn't go, oh, Lord, I had my plans, and now the pandemic done come, and i got to change all my plans. Do you realize that the pandemic is part of his plan to get whatever he needs? He may not have created the COVID, but I'm telling you, he's going to use it for his glory. One way or the other, he will get glory for it. So why do I have to worry about it? Why do I have to peek around corners and sneak around and make people stay 50 yards from me. God's got me. He is still on the throne. He is still a God of miracles and he still works out for our good. All these things. Romans 8, 28. 
For we know, what? All things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Raise your hand if you're called according to his purpose. Then you know what? All things are going to work out for good. I'm going to tell you a little story, and this was several years back. Believe it or not, I have a blog that I haven't touched in probably four years, and I think I'm going to start putting more stuff on it now. I'll get, that will be sent out so you all have that. But that's where I got this, Deo Valente. There was a preacher one day who encountered a young man riding his motorcycle into town. So he just asked the young man what he was going to do, and he said while well, he was on his way to town to sell his motorcycle. And the preacher chuckled and said, God willing. And the young man laughed and stated that God had nothing to do with it. It was his decision to sell his bike. You preachers are all alike. You see God in everything. I hope people say that about me. Later that afternoon, the preacher was sitting on his front porch. A long figure of a man came walking down the road. And it was this young man that he had met earlier that day. And this young man was stumbling around from side to side. His pants were torn open. His, you could see his bloody knees and he had bloody elbows. His arm was in a makeshift sling. His shirt was ripped, his hair was a mess, and he had scrapes and gravel all down one side of his body. So the preacher goes up and says, what happened? And the young man slowly began to t retell the events of his day. Well, I was on my way into town, and it began to rain. I sped up, hoping to make it into town before the storm. And I was, as I was rounding a narrow curb in the road, I hit a patch of loose gravel, and my bike slid out from under me, and I slid 100 feet on wet gravel. When I got up, I immediately noticed that my bike was utterly destroyed, and I began to hobble down the road to look for help. And I came upon this farmhouse. And as I walked to the front, I noticed that there was a lone, scared woman standing in the door with a shotgun pointed at my face. I turned and began to run, and she began to shoot. I ran through the woods, filled with briars and thorns, and got all cut up. And I soon came to a clearing where I was able to get under a tree and be sheltered from the rain. And while standing under that tree, picking buckshot out of my back, lightning struck the tree and knocked me out. When I came to, I began walking down this road. So the preacher said, well, son, what are you going to do next? And the young man replied, I'm going home, God willing. You know, it's a cute little story, but sometimes God has to get our attention. And sometimes we want to say, God, I'm going to do it my way. And God has to, have you ever heard him say, um, jerk a knot in your behind? Sometimes he has to jerk knots in our behinds to get our attention and get us back on the path. No matter what happens, as long as you're seeking God's will, God's way, you can rest easy. Everybody now, just take a deep breath and just relax and rest. Rest easy because 
God has got this, and you seek his way, God will always, always prevail. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, I just, Lord, I thank you for your lesson. Father, forgive me because I get up and I get going my day. I have my routine that I do my things. I get myself ready. I get in my car and I go to my job and I do my job and I do all this. And sometimes, Lord, I forget that you're there. Sometimes, God, I forget to seek your way and your will. Because, Lord, why do I want to bother you with the little things? But you are the God who loves me. You, if you're going to be the God that sticks closer than a brother to me, then that means you're in my day-to-day. You're in my thoughts constantly. You are my ever-present help. God, that means you are always ever-present with me in all things at all times. And sometimes, God, I just, I fail to hear your voice. And I ask you to forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for those times where we've done our own thing. Forgive us for those times when we thought we've known best. And then we stand there beaten up, covered in gravel and scratches, and we don't understand, Lord, what happened. And you know what, Lord? You come and you put your arm around us and you love on us and you say, my child, let's go get, let's take care of those scratches and let's go my way. And I thank you for that, Lord, that you have not left us void. You have not left us, left us alone and that you have always provided a way for us. May we always, in everything, in all situations, seek your will and your way. And may we always say, I'm going to do this, the Lord willing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We are going to still have a time of prayer. We are going to... Um, quarantine or, or stand apart. So if you could pick a spot around here somewhere and just start praying. First of all, I want us to pray oh, that we will not fall into fear. We not, will not fall into complacency. We will not allow the separation to have us separated from our family, our faith family, our home families, we will stand firm in what the Lord has given us. And we're not going to fall for what the tricks of the devil is trying to get us to fall for. And I want you to pray over this house. We still have people who are sick. We still have people who need a healing touch. We have people who need more than just physical healing. There are people that need financial healing. There are people that need mental healing, and they need guidance and direction. So let's include those in our homes, in this church, and in our families, and in our community, and that we will give God the glory. So if you'll take time now and just kind of...
find a place, we're going to go into prayer. Miss Betty, is there food? Is there food afterwards? Whenever you're finished praying, you're free to be dismissed. <laughs>